It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. Every day. What's up, guys? It's Chris Russell here. It is episode number 134 of the Locked on Redskins podcast, and this will take us into the weekend. We'll also um, be having an extra crossover edition uh, with the guys from Locked on Eagles that I'll be posting probably on Friday night. Uh, we've had some scheduling issues uh, and weren't able to get it done earlier in the week with some things going on in both of our respective worlds. Uh, so I apologize for that, but that'll uh, be good content leading into the Monday night football game. And of course, we won't then have a fresh edition Sunday night into Monday uh, because of kind of the wonky schedule and with the Monday night game and so on and so forth. So uh, we will have the crossover edition again, probably posted later on Friday evening, late Friday evening. Uh, and for the whole weekend, this will be what we normally do on a Friday with a little bit of a twist. We'll hear from uh, Colt McCoy. We will hear from um, uh, from Josh Norman uh, in the Redskins locker room speaking with reporters from earlier this week about a number of different issues. We'll have our Eye on the Enemy segment, our normal Friday slash weekend edition segment, as well our Sunday six-pack, six games against the NFL spread. Uh, that is back. Of course, we had a little bit of a different schedule last week. Uh, things have been a little bit crazy and a little bit hairy, but just bear with us as we try and settle things down here. So again, that's the menu. That's the docket. Um, and uh, that's kind of the way things will run. Did want to send a special shout out before we hear uh, from Colt McCoy uh, to uh, Brian uh, in the Pittsburgh area, who emailed me at WrestleMania09 at gmail.com uh, and um, listens to the podcast and listens to Locked on Redskins. And I appreciate uh, his kind words and notes. So thank you, Brian. I uh, appreciate that very much. If you want, again, want to email me, it's WrestleMania09 at gmail.com. Or just on Thursday afternoon, I finally was able to crack the code and set up an email specifically for this podcast. And so the email address that you can also send uh, email to is lockedredskins, lockedredskins at gmail.com. Lockedredskins, not locked on Redskins, lockedredskins redskins at gmail.com locked redskins at gmail.com and as well we finally got around to being able to launch the twitter page or relaunch i should say the twitter page and that as well is at locked redskins at locked redskins is how you can follow along uh, and be interactive and i'll try and be on there as much as i can of course mostly on my regular twitter at wrestlemania 621 but at locked redskins make sure you give that a follow and a check for um, pretty much everything Redskins related. All right, so there you have that. Some business to take care of. Without further ado, we hear from the starting quarterback 
of the Washington Redskins getting ready for his second start of the year and his third game, this one with huge ramifications against the Philadelphia Eagles. It's Colt McCoy earlier this week meeting with reporters at Redskins Park. What did you take away from, from the Dallas game and, and now with the extra week of work, what, what, how do you really use that time to best prepare for Philly and, and what's ahead? Uh, you know, takeaways from the, from the Cowboys game, you know, whenever you lose, it's always, always tough. Losing the division, it's even tougher. Uh, so there's a lot, a lot to clean up there. Um, but a lot to learn and, and, and moving forward to the, to the Eagles now. We, we've watched that tape and kind of put it to bed. And um, thankful to have a, a little bit of extra time to prepare for these guys a couple extra days. So uh, I, could, I could use it all. With Josh Doxson, um, you've been here as long as he's been here. You've seen kind of him go through the injury and, and, and the rough patches. What, what have you seen from him and kind of maybe what have you seen from him that leads you to believe he's going to come out on the other side as, as a really good receiver? Yeah, I think Josh is doing some really good things. I think I just got to continue to, to trust him and, and get him the ball when I can and uh, let him let him go make plays. Uh, you know, he, he, he has battled through some stuff early in his career, but he has, he has really been uh, – been working hard and you know hadn't missed any practices. He's he stayed healthy and uh, you know he he's he's willing and, and eager to get better and better. And so I I think you know for for us and for our team that's obviously a, a good thing. And um, you know we'll, we'll definitely try to keep getting in the rock maybe a little bit more and hopefully he can make some more plays. Colt, you had talked about you know you want the receivers to know that you're going to put some trust in them down the field and all that. And they're look like they're you know a half dozen at least throws whether it's the back shoulder down the side or giving them a chance. Have you talked to them about that, and do the, did it kind of open their eyes that maybe you were that aggressive going after that, after those kind of throws? Yeah, I think so. I think I also have to be smart about it. Um, but at the same time, I mean, I, I think these guys have ability to make plays. And, um, you know, in our offense and what we do, you know, we need some explosive plays. And so giving these guys an opportunity down the field here and there to, to, to come down with the ball of the 50-50 throw, um, you know, I think we certainly can continue to improve on that, work on that, and uh, yeah, we've talked about it. Cool. How can a week get you to that timing that you need on those kind of throws? Yeah, I, I don't know exactly. I think more so for me is I just I just really need to to focus on on our game plan and and what the Eagles are going to do against us, and when those opportunities present themselves, you know, for me being able to make that split second quick decision of is this a chance I want to take here or is it not? And do I trust this guy or do I not? And, and I think uh, throughout this week, you know, hopefully it'll be, it's really short, but hopefully there'll, there'll be enough times where I can get myself in that position and, and be able to make a good decision. Well, I was gonna kind of build right off of that. You know, how do you find that balance or what is your approach to finding that perfect balance between being aggressive and being careful and ball control, that kind of a thing. Yeah, I think, you know, for, for me, you know, turnovers is going to lose you games. Uh, and, and so being, being smart with the football, number one, is, is of, of the utmost importance. Um, you know, and I, think, I think going from there, it's, it's understanding what we're trying to accomplish. You know, what, what were we designing on this play? Where's the ball designed to go here? Now let's, let's make sure that happens. But if they change up the coverage or they do something different, which I'm sure Coach Schwartz is a is a great coach, great defensive coordinator. I'm sure he's going to throw looks at me that that I've probably not seen. And so I just it, when when those things happen, I just have to be able to to be smart and and take care of the football. 
Cole, having now watched the tape, what was some of the biggest differences or what were some of the biggest differences of how you experienced the game in the moment versus how it looked when you went back and watched it? Yeah, I thought, I thought there's, there's certainly, uh, you know, areas that, that I need to clean up. Um, from an operational standpoint, I think I was, I was, I was actually kind of pleased just with just how, how it went, um, not being out there for you know, four years. Um, so, but, but there are also some things that, you know, I see things pretty quickly, and then just being able for me to to stay in rhythm, even though I kind of know what's going on already, as opposed to, oh, I see it, I want to make it happen right now and, and just do it. And I think just, just you know, relaxing, uh, communicating my calls, and making the checks, the things I need to do at the line of scrimmage, and then just executing, not having to, uh, not having to just, just do too much and, uh, you know, hopefully we can get our run game going. That would be huge, and then and then just just understanding, you know, our approach to the game this week. What's what's our what's our philosophy? How are we going to handle situations? Um, be good on third downs and take care of the football. I think is is key for me. And then kind of along those same lines, you've talked about how you want to go out there and basically execute the play as it's drawn up. How often do you feel like you're able to do that versus having to improvise and, and quote unquote being a football player? Yeah. I think um, for me, I want to execute like we're supposed to unless something breaks down. I don't want to just take the snap and go try to make something happen, which I don't think I did that too many times the other night. I just under, I've been here long enough to understand what we, what we want to do and what we're trying to do. I think this week will really, really help me, uh, really help the receivers kind of get a feel for me. And, uh, but at the end of the day, listen, it's, it's not about me. It's about, it's about us. It's our team. And it's, it's us as a group going out and executing a game plan uh, against the defending Super Bowl champs. And uh, on the road on Monday night, that's, that's not an easy task. Um, we know them. They're in our division. And you know, we, we've got to be on our P's and Q's if we want to, to come out like we, like we want. So uh, th this week is huge. I think focus is the key for, for all of us. And um, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll, uh, we'll have a good week of practice. All right, thanks to Colt McCoy and his words there and Redskins Audio and Charlie Broyhill for sending that along as well. When we return here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, again, it is episode number 134. We'll hear from Redskins cornerback Josh Norman. Hopefully he'll be able to come up with a big performance because the secondary will certainly need it against Carson Wentz, Zach Ertz, and the rest of the Eagles on Monday night football if the Redskins are going to come up with a big division win. And boy, do they need it to try and snap this two-game losing streak. It is Chris Russell with you. Episode number 134, Josh Norman next. Let me tell you about my bookie. My bookie is slammed with new betters. And they want to give everyone the best service possible. So I'm urging you to go to my bookie right now if you want a little bit of action. In-game, live betting over-unders, fantasy points scored, the most rewarding player perks in the business. If you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern time, they'll give you an additional $25 free play. On deposits, over $100. Join now and... MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar if you use the promo code. Now listen up here. If you use the promo code LOCKEDON25, if you use the promo code LOCKEDON25 and you go to MyBookie online today, that's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E, MyBookie, and use the promo code LOCKEDON25, you get 
and create your account, you get the extra $25 free play by using the promo code LOCKEDON25. Also, when you create your account, you can claim up to $1,000 in free play. It's up to you guys. Uh, I'd wait until after you have a little dinner, your tummy's happy, and then your bank account can be happy if you go to my bookie and tell them Locked On Redskins sent you. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, guys, welcome back again. This is episode number 134 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Still to come, Eye on the Enemy and our Sunday six-pack before we get on out of here. And again, a special crossover weekend edition with the guys from Locked On Eagles still to come probably late Friday night, early Saturday morning. Uh, we'll be, be able to post that uh, as I jimmy that around my other responsibilities um, and my other work duties. So appreciate your patience with that. A little bit late this week with that because of scheduling issues, but we will have that for you leading into the Monday night game uh, and no normal Sunday night into Monday edition because obviously the Redskins aren't going to play. In case you are unaware, the Dallas Cowboys won on Thursday night football over the New Orleans Saints 13 to 10. So they are now seven and five in sole possession of first place in the NFC East. And of course, that means if the Redskins were to win on Monday night football, they would go back into a theoretical tie, although Dallas has the uh, mathematical edge tiebreaker advantage um, at seven and five. And of course, if the Redskins were to lose, they would be six and six, losers of three in a row. The Eagles would be six and six, winners of two in a row. And then the Eagles and the Cowboys would be facing each other next week with the Eagles trailing by a game and trying to avoid the double head-to-head -head sweep, and the Redskins would be a mess and hosting the Giants. Uh, anyway, all right, Josh Norman meeting with reporters on Thursday in the Redskins locker room. Here's what the Redskins corner had to say. Between the game being last Thursday, you guys playing on Monday night, how do you try to manage this break? Well, um, <laughs> trying to take care of our bodies, I think, this is the best way we can. Um, that is for sure. Knowing that we had a long break, we had some time to ourselves. Now getting back into it, getting ready for Monday night and um, Eagles football team, which is won against the Giants. So, bam for that. What do you think has happened to this defense kind of during the last month? Just are there any sort of common problems that you're seeing? I don't know. I, don't, I think it's more so problems than just you know um, having that type of I guess assignment with each other like we were before, um, just having little lulls here and there. Um, but, you know, we, we had our chances and times and being opportunities where we can be. Should we had turnovers left and right. I think we um, end up leading the league in something in turnovers per game or something. And, and when you can do that, um, that's always a positive. But, you know, um, I guess we just got to make more plays when our times and our opportunities get called, I think. Execution, you know, got to be flawless at certain times and plays on the field. We leave out there just by wrapping guys up. That's the crazy thing. If you take our games the last couple of times and you see um, 
we did not do a good job of wrapping up. You know, if you can see that we, if we have, it'd been totally different. So, yeah. When it comes to mistackling, like, what kind of happens? Is it the wrong angle? Is it not knowing where guys are? Like, what's kind of behind the miss? I don't know if it's the wrong angle. It's just, you know, trying to think. Sometimes it's just trying to make a play on the ball and it don't happen. Then another guy don't come and um, be there for them um, to wrap up, you know, pursuing to the football. That's sound fundamental football. Guys just pursuing to the football. That's the thing. And we didn't have that the last couple of weeks, and, and that kind of, like, lacked a little bit. But guess what? It's great because we see that. We correct those things on the film. Um, we all know that. We all have um, talked to each other and, you know, let other things know of that sort. So we'll be fine. I feel like coming this week. Are there opportunities to practice tackling during the season and a day like Monday where you guys are doing a one-on-one, you know, ones versus ones, does that kind of stuff help? No, nah, we don't really do that. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, play football. I think you know from a little kid how to tackle someone. It's just the want to. You just got to have a want to about it. Um, two or three guys gang tackle someone, and the third guy come in there and punch the ball and get it out. That's just what it is. And if you got them one-on-one, just, you know, form them up. Outside in technique, um, force them to your help, and then make the play. If you don't make the play, somebody coming in there and making it for you. So um, that's just sound fundamental football. Has Carson looked sharper the last couple of weeks? Kind of got back to me. Yeah, I mean he's he's been threading that ball. He really is. I mean, one of the strongest arms in the league, and he can play with it. He can play with it pretty well, and you can see that on film. Um, he did that for sure last weekend. It's amazing to see how he's back there commanding it. But uh, we're looking forward to it. Excited. We get to play him. How's Golden looking? He's looking fine. He gets opportunities and he got plays for him when he comes in and um, getting him working into the offense and um, how he's moving around with it. It's pretty pretty cool to see him. But, you know, um, I think we have some things for him as well when he gets in and and, and does his package plays. So it's pretty cool. What makes him... Uh, Golden, well, yeah, he's a yak guy too. Um, he sees things. He's been playing this league for a while, and he's um, he's a wily vet. So obviously, uh, when he gets the ball, he's trying to get north, and he kind of feels where the opponents are at at all times, and he knows what spots to hit and what spots not to hit. He's a smart player. You can see that when he runs out the catch. Have there been any extra kind of conversations in the DB room after Swearinger comes and makes the comments that he does? Really? I mean, that's kind of him in that moment, you know. Leave all that up to him and how he, you know, dissected. You know, we just here and we playing the game and doing all we can do. All right, that is Josh Norman meeting with reporters. A little taste of that. Um, on Thursday at Redskins Park. Appreciate, uh, again, Charlie Broyhill, Redskins Audio, uh, and as well, Craig Hoffman of 106.7 The Fan for sending that along. When we come back, Eye on the Enemy, a little numerical look at the Philadelphia Eagles on offense and defense, and as well our Sunday six-pack selections right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. It is episode number 134. Thanks for being with us, guys. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, guys, it is episode number 134 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. We welcome you back. Again, this will carry uh, help carry us through to the weekend with the extra time off in between games for the Redskins and, of course, not playing until Monday night. So let's get to it, our normal Friday staple into the weekend staple. It is eye on the enemy as the Redskins head to Philadelphia to take on the defending Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles for the first time this year, the Eagles at 5-6. and six. The Eagles on offense are a little bit lower in terms of yards per game than the league average, about 6.7 yards per game below the league average, and a little bit lower in yards per play. But I think some of that is going to change as Carson Wentz gets stronger and stronger, and obviously as they work in uh, the running back uh, that they've kind of gone with full blast here. Josh Adams, of course, after losing LeGarrette Blunt earlier in the year and having some other uh, things to deal with, uh, to me, Adams, and he would have had a huge game and a huge touchdown if not for a holding call. And it was, I think, the right call against the center, Kelsey. He's got some breakaway speed and he's got some wiggle and some burst. And the Redskins better be able to tackle him because they have struggled to stop the run. And they have struggled to tackle, and they have struggled to be in the right gaps the last month. And that is a bad recipe going against that dude with his kind of a wiggle and burst and explosion. Uh, Rushing yards per game, the Eagles are uh, 12.5 yards below, again, the league average. But I think that's about to change, as we just chronicled. In terms of passing yards per game, they're a little bit above the league average, 253.1, a little bit below in passing yards per play. The sacks per pass attempt is probably where the Redskins might have a little bit of an advantage. The Eagles are at 8.23% per attempt uh, and the league average 7.27, so nearly a 1% full difference there. On third down, You know, the Eagles aren't exactly a juggernaut. They're just below the league average. On fourth down, they go for it on fourth down a lot. This is going to be a big factor in this game. They're a little bit below the league average. They are a little bit below the league average, uh, 4.32% below the league average in red zone conversion touchdown percentage and right at the league average in goal to go. Here's the interesting thing, and this is what the Redskins have to reverse from last week and certainly from any weeks in the past the average time of possession for the Eagles 31 minutes and 30 seconds the Redskins have to have the ball for 30 plus minutes in this game if they're going to win the Eagles are only averaging 20.9 points per game so there's definitely an opportunity with the league average holding steady at 24.1 quickly on defense They've really struggled with injury in their secondary, and certainly that shows up. Passing yards per game, they've allowed 276.5, the league average, again, 247.3, just a tick above in passing yards per play. So that hasn't been too bad in terms of the big plays, but the point is they are just a tick above in that regard. Uh, Can you run the football against the Eagles? 
yeah, not great based on statistics, uh, and th that goes to figure with their defensive line, although Saquon Barkley certainly had some early success with the screen game and some cut runs and some cutback runs for the Giants last week. 103.6, 103.6, the rushing yards per game allowed by the Philadelphia Eagles. Here's what you can do. You can probably rip off some significant chunks. The Eagles are allowing 4.8. Eight, nine yards per play rushing. That's nearly a half a yard above the league average at 4.4. So something certainly to look out for. Uh, they are about 20 yards over the league average in terms of yards per game. In terms of third down, they're 37.32%. That's actually below the league average. That's bad news for the Redskins, who struggle to convert on third down anyway. Uh, they are pretty good on fourth down defense. Um... Not, not well, actually, they're, they're not great on fourth down defense, uh, mid-60s. Uh, they're in the red zone. They are only allowing 47.6% in terms of conversion. So this is going to be really interesting for the Redskins when they get their opportunities. Obviously, you need touchdowns instead of field goals. The league average, 59.58%. Again, the Eagles allowing only 47.6%, so that's nearly 12% below the league average, and they've been really good in goal-to-goal -goal situations, only 52.3% there, whereas the league average is 72.6%. So the Redskins are simply going to have to convert in the red zone, and especially if they had goal-to-goal -goal opportunities into touchdowns, again, if they were going to win this game. Uh, and everybody knows that. That's pretty simple, but it's imperative based on what the Eagles have done uh, this year. The Eagles are allowing, as a team, and this is, again, not just the defense, 23 points even per game. Again, the league average, 24.1. All right, that's our Eye on the Enemy segment for the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, for our NFL Sunday six-pack of selections as we round things up here, um, it's been a couple of weeks since we've been able to do this because of the Thanksgiving Day last week. Uh, I've been kind of hovering around 500 since we've started this uh, way back in October here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. But quickly, uh, for the sake of time, here are my picks against the spread. Six games against the NFL spread. By the way, according to scoresandodds.com, scoresandodds.com, he wanted to say, on Friday morning, the Redskins money line and the Redskins line spread are the two most popular bets, meaning betting on the Redskins with the spread and the money line, the two most popular bets, according to scoresandodds.com. I will take the Indianapolis Colts and the surging Andrew Luck against the not-so-surging Jacksonville Jaguars, who, yes, are, I'm sure, desperate. They've lost seven in a row, but no Fournette. They bench Blake Bortles. Cody Kessler is the starting quarterback. He gave them a little bit of juice earlier in the year. They have a new offensive coordinator. Sure, things certainly seem like, okay, they can't get any worse for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, sometimes they can, um, and the Colts are probably the wrong team for them uh, to take on, as the Redskins found out earlier this year. Uh, as long as uh, the Colts started to slip a little bit against Miami last week and then had that big come-from-behind win, so this is probably not a safe play, but I think just a volatile mix. I'll take the Colts minus the four in Jacksonville. I'll take the Panthers minus the three against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
tough loss at home against Seattle for the 6-5 and five Panthers. They should have won that game. They should beat the Tampa Bay Bucks. little combination of Christian McCaffrey and a pretty decent defense against a turn, turnover-prone Buccaneer offense, as we all know. Atlanta, I'll take them minus the 1.5 over the Baltimore Ravens in Atlanta. 10 days off for the Falcons to lick their wounds after that Thanksgiving night loss in New Orleans. Uh, their season's starting to slip away uh, a little bit. They know what they have to do, but with the Saints' loss to the Cowboys, maybe a crack in the door, kind of open. Certainly the Panthers' struggles. Atlanta still very much alive in things. If they can get their gear in order, I think this is a makeup game. Atlanta minus the one and a half. Joe Flacco doubtful uh, to start. Lamar Jackson road start in a tough environment. Certainly that is going to be, um, you know, a, a really difficult challenge. For Lamar Jackson. So I'll take Atlanta minus the one and a half there against Baltimore. A.J. Green is probable. Andy Dalton is out. But I'll still take Denver minus the five in Cincinnati. Weather won't be an issue. Denver obviously takes care of that. Uh, Their defense is very good, as we all know. Case Keenum has played pretty well uh, the last month or so. They have some big playmakers. They did lose their stud tight end, which makes me worried a little bit uh, for their offense. I probably should go the Bengals here, but I just don't trust the Bengals, their backup quarterback, their defense. I, I just don't trust them, even at home. So I'll take Denver minus the five over Cincy. I was bouncing back and forth between Arizona plus the 14 in Green Bay, Oakland plus the 14 against Kansas City. Ultimately, I decided not to take both picks, but I would take Arizona plus the 14 in Green Bay if I had to make a bet, although I worry about the weather there a little bit. So I settled on Oakland plus the 14 against Kansas City. Look, I know everything tells you Kansas City should blow the Oakland Raiders out. This is a rivalry game. Um, I don't believe it will be as one-sided. I certainly believe the Kansas City Chiefs win. I'll take Oakland and John Gruden plus the 14 and hope that they can hang in there. And finally, our final pick in the Sunday six-pack selections, we're going to go with the Redskins plus the six in Philadelphia on Monday night football. I don't know if they win straight up. Uh, I hope they can. I think they can if they don't turn the ball over, if they create some turnovers, if they convert on third down uh, a pretty decent amount of time, 40-ish percent of the time, if they, again, don't squander away opportunities in the red zone, goal to go, that type of situation, if they control the clock a little bit better than certainly they did against Dallas, with 11 days off to prepare for this, knowing that their season is slipping away and all of the stuff going on behind the scenes to me I I think the Redskins hang in there again I don't know if they win I think they can I think if they lose it's a three-point loss something like that I'll take the Redskins plus the six on the road in Philadelphia and again these are uh, odds based on scoresandodds.com and their latest lines as of Friday morning all right that's going to do it for us here on the Lockdown Redskins podcast again episode number one 34. We will have an extended weekend edition and a crossover edition with the guys from Locked On Eagles. Uh, Again, probably posted late Friday night, early Saturday morning. As soon as we can get to that, uh, we'll get it up on the board as well. But in the meantime, enjoy this episode number 134 
uh, and everything else that we've put together, including a ton of reaction to Ruben Foster and everything in between over the last week here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. Thanks so much for being with us. Again, don't forget, uh, follow at Locked On NFL Net for everything NFL-wise and coverage-wise as well, uh, at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins. Uh, we finally got that up and running, at WrestleMania621 is my personal Twitter feed. And again, you can email now, not only WrestleMania09 at gmail.com, but also you can email LockedRedskins at gmail.com. LockedRedskins at gmail.com. Have a great weekend, guys. Thanks for being with us. Enjoy. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.